Welcome to Business with Beers, a podcast for business owners who want to scale their business to massively grow their income and contribution by investing in people, process, and technology. I am your host, Brian Beers. This week, we've got Aaron Sistrunk, a personal trainer and owner of A-Game Fitness and Performance. In this episode, Aaron and I talk about the benefits of exercise, not only for your body, but for your mind, how to get started exercising if you're struggling, We chat about COVID pivots and how Aaron overcame his own limiting belief on virtual classes to now them becoming a core part of his business. Listen to the end where Aaron has a great analogy for business owners about taking action, taking swings at the plate instead of waiting for that perfect pitch. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends, rate and comment with your favorite part to help us reach more people. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, so we haven't talked since, uh, you know, high school. I think it was 15 years ago. I graduated in 06. Uh, I got the reminder from my 15-year reunion. (laughs) uh, We we were just chatting. So I I built Aaron his first first website or a website. My very first. Yeah, it was Uh, like my very first website. That was probably the time that it was, you know, not as normal. That's probably what it is now. And especially that a high school kid could come up to you and just be like, oh, yeah, coach, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I use Flash, which is kind of funny because that was before, you know, smartphones with Flash, you know, doesn't even work now. But um, anyway, hey, so this wouldn't be business with beers. I didn't ask right. you. We're able to right. have a cold one. Um, maybe it's not COVID. Maybe we can be outside. But um, what are we drinking? Water, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. Got to be in the mood if I'm going to have beers anyway. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, cool. So share your story, kind of who you are, what you do, you know, where you're located kind of go from there. Okay. Um, name's Aaron Sistrunk, uh, born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, I have a, uh, fitness facility out in flower town that I've had since 2013. Um, our whole philosophy is about, um, community, um, we're family, um, making everybody feel comfortable in their own skin, no judgment zone as far as like where your activity level is or where your fitness journey has been. So um, my whole philosophy is just making people feel like they're at home and um, they can get to the goals. You know, I always say real people, real goals, realistic goals, things like that. Okay. That's great. How do you help people set those goals? or it's a common, like someone comes to you, how do you kind of dive into, you know, what the, how are you going to help them? Well, the first thing is we do a consultation. Uh, from there, I kind of take all the data and get that together. Um, sometimes what you do is what I found in this business. If you give people unrealistic goals, they will definitely um, go back to being where they started at. So you don't want them to to get unrealistic goals and mentally check out of it because of the fact that, you know, they didn't reach those goals. So you have to give them realistic goals. Um, so we usually give them like short term goal and then a long term goal. But you're um, incrementally reaching up to that big goal. OK, so like if a person comes to me and they say, hey, Aaron, I want to lose 100 pounds. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're not losing 100 pounds in 30 days, you know. But what I do is say, OK, realistically speaking, two to three pounds a week, healthy slowly but surely to get it off. And then, you know, if we can get to the hundred, maybe within about that year span, but we're slowly but surely plugging along for the big term goal. Yep. Cause they gotta do it the, the healthy way. It's the most important. Correct. 
and you have to set them up for success. Don't set them up for failure. Okay. It's great. Great philosophy. How did you get into personal fitness? What's been your background prior to starting? Um, you know, always been that gym rat type of kid. Always like to get into the weight room, see how your body's kind of changed. Um, you know, see how strong I can um, get, how big I can get, how much weight I could lift. Um, I would probably say my senior year in high school kind of shifted more of like the therapy background because I had a pretty bad injury um, and I had to do a lot of rehab. So that kind of kind of, not I want to say detour, but kind of got me into the physical therapy and uh, the recovery part, and also as well as injury prevention part with my athletes. Okay, okay. Uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges you face now, uh, maybe since COVID? <laughs> how has your business changed? I mean, obviously, fitness has been a huge, uh, got the red flag, you know? I mean, uh, what, we go back to March, you know, everything was two weeks. Oh, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Oh, another two weeks, another two weeks. Next thing you know, three months go by. Um, I guess the biggest lesson, I guess I want to say what I learned here is um, me being a high school football coach, I always say you got to keep your head on the swivel. Okay. And you always got to constantly be willing to uh, make a change and make a change fast and don't judge yourself um, on a decision that you make. Um, a lot of times it's not about what decision you make. It's about you taking action. And then if it might not have been the best thing for your business at that particular time, you just, what I call fail forward, you just fail forward and didn't try to go um, and go to the next, you know, plan. Like before we used to have plan A and then plan B and plan C. Yep. Now yep. it's like, we got the whole freaking alphabet. You yep. know what I mean? And that literally could happen in the day. Yep. You know? Yeah, and, and like taking action is more important. Like it's it's what you decide, not necessarily. You know, you got to make decisions. You got to move forward. Um, just sitting and do nothing is is pretty detrimental too. I think that's that's great advice. Couldn't be stagnant. Um, like what we had to do is like I was really against online training, but now like I do virtual training, remote training, and things like that. We have what we call a hybrid model. Is our um, our clients can train in the studio and also train in our parking lot. It's whatever they feel comfortable with right now. Have, have you had success with those programs? Do people seem to be like, do you think they'll stick around post kind of COVID world? <laughs> I, I, I've, I really do. Um, the one part, Brian, that I thought wasn't going to work is the recordings. Okay. Like we have recordings of the classes. I thought people, you know, they like the live thing and the, and the interaction like this, but they're okay with the, 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 uh, the recordings because they know who the people are and they are already connected with them. Yep. And I think, you know, they've already connected with our instructors, so they know who they are. Yeah. I think that's, you know, Peloton, their big success too is, you know, a lot of their classes are all pre-recorded and yeah, there's live stuff, but what I've done, I mean, I have a Peloton, it's, it's all, um, it's all pre-recorded and yeah, you get to right. the personalities, you see the style you like. Yeah. And especially with you going in lo locally, they can, you know, do some local work. You expand your audience reach beyond, you know, the Pennsylvania Brick area too. So, yep. And that, speaking of that, that's made me reconnect with people that have um, moved away, but they still want to have that training. Like prime example, I reconnected. I've always been in contact with her. Uh, Priscilla Sands, the former head of, of SCH. We started okay. training. She lives in California. You know what I mean? Um, and a couple other people I had in like Delaware, North Carolina, and different places. And it's opened up even to the point that I have instructors that work for me that don't even live in Pennsylvania, yep. but they teach for me virtually. Yep. 
Yeah, that's, and I that's never amazing. You know, that. they always right. say how <laughs> COVID has like taken five years or whatever it is and compressed it down to you know yeah. six months or whatever it took for people to you know come over these things. Even for you, you said like you looked at it before, but it, you had these kind of limiting beliefs that it wouldn't work. Like people wouldn't adapt to it, but then you're yep. forced into the situation, and now it's it's you can't live without it or like curbside pickup it. and all these things that we do yeah. that's uh so convenient i mean my wife's my wife's pregnant and you know when she has a toddler or even the little girl in the back to, to have somebody come to target and just drop your things off and go or it's, yeah. it's so convenient that's huge. And, uh, yeah. even for her she's doing virtual with her um, personal trainer who specializes in you know pregnant women um, prenatal so right. i think it's it's pretty amazing um offerings and for you guys you know it's probably pretty good for your business model because then you can touch more people at once too. Yeah. The business model has definitely changed a lot. Um, more people are wanting to do more personal training and they're okay with spending the money for it. Or before I think they just wanted to do group because, you know, people don't want to be around big groups like they used to, they don't yep. feel comfortable. So the private and the semi-private personal training has increased as far as us. Um, and people are okay with it, you know? Yep. Especially if it's zoom and then you can just, you know, line them up and right. Knock, yep. gonna knock them out. How yep. many trainers do you have that work for you? Um, we got about like 10, 10 right okay. now. Mm-hmm. How does that compare to where, is that a higher number, lower number kind of? I mean, a couple been? people fizzled out a little bit just because more personal issues, not so much of, you know, the business one to either take care of loved ones and stuff like that. You know, you know, we had a couple of trainers just having personal issues and things like that, but nothing really like, Oh, Aaron, this is too much. I got to go. Yep. It was more or less like people wanted to kind of stick around and support what we built, you know? Yep. Is there anything you, you kind of know now that you wish you knew back when you started your, your business I don't know, lessons that you see, you look back and you say, Hey man, I, you know, I wish, I wish I knew that I would have done this a little differently from the beginning of the business. Would you say, Yeah. or not yep. between before COVID? But yeah, prior to COVID. Well, I had, I had both of them. Um, one of the things that I think is, is um, I used to get stuck in making a decision where now I just like, I have to have this baseball mentality to be like, I could strike out 70% of the time, but just capitalize on that 30%. You know, um, I make a decision. I don't second guess myself. I just be like, all right, we got to keep this moving. All right. We can't sit there and, you know, cause if you stay still, you're, you're going to die. So you're constantly coming up with all your different plans, a backup thing. If something happens, just keep it moving as much as much as possible. So you'd say probably back then, maybe you were kind of waiting for that perfect pitch and now you're, you're swinging a lot more of them. Yeah. I'm swinging like a son of a, (laughs) (laughs) you're absolutely right. It's never going to be a perfect pitch. That's a good, good analogy. And that's the whole thing too. It's like, it may not always be everything is placed here and everything's here. It might look a little raggedy at first and you may have to keep tweaking it as you go and it's okay. And doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're wrong at all. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in this like analysis paralysis and they want to plan everything and spreadsheet it and it's got to be perfect. And mm-hmm. uh, versus sometimes you just got to, you got to start swinging and you mess up, you adjust and you, you just keep adapting. Um, and yep. it's, it's recognizing that and you know, you call it failing forward. I mean, I, I look at it as all learning experiences, you know, you, right. it's, nothing's really a failure. You just, it's a matter of, do you, do you learn what, what can you learn? How can this benefit you? How can you improve on it next time? Right. You know, not really focusing on the past and all these negative emotions, but think about it more of a positive light um, right. and moving forward. So 
Yeah, that's great. So, you know, one of the things that I, I personally struggle with is kind of finding the time to make it a priority, you know, physical fitness exercise, you know, so it's, I guess it's possibly need a stronger why. I mean, what would you recommend? How do you, so someone who's not working out, not doing exercise, what, what can they do? How do they kind of push themselves to want to do it? What I usually, um, you know, usually tell people is this, you have to put yourself first. A lot of people are givers. And with that being said, is you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of other people. So if you're not healthy, how are you going to make sure that other people are healthy? And I always tell people that all the time, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you know, you're going to fall apart. It's like the whole analogy with the mask. Mm -hmm. You got to put your mask on first before you put somebody else's. So, what are some of, what are some of the, the benefits to exercise? Maybe for like a business owner. I know there's some other, you know, performance related things that they say exercise, you know, it's effects on your brain, it makes right. you sharper. You know, what, what would you say? What are some mm-hmm. of the, the, the big whys in terms of affecting somebody's performance? Well, one of the, because of everything that's going on now, um, your immune system and stress. Okay. Cause a lot of people are going through those two things, cortisone levels going crazy. Cause you got so many things going on. Um, if you're staying active and you're staying mobile, I always say movement is medicine. It's natural medicine, um, so you won't have to get on all those other medicines later on. So that's like the biggest thing that you'll get out of exercise is the mental capability. Of course, you'll get the physical. And then after that, you get a little competitive level to it. And then you're putting yourself first and you're adding all that together to get a nice, firm uh, temple from the inside out. Okay. Okay. Uh, In terms of at home or someone wants to get started, what's, what's a good, is it, is it, do you start with like stretching? Is it, or is it personal preference, running a bike, personal preference, push-ups, there's some weights. There's some people that might, you know, may not have as much equipment as another person has. Yep. And they may just need to do body weight stuff. And I'm a firm believer is I don't believe in those hour workouts as much. I believe in intensity over time. So like 30 minutes, you can get a nice effect of 30 minute workout. Then you do an hour workout that you've been BSing and kind of looking at the clock and you're just worrying for the 60 minutes to go by. I'd rather take that 30 and capitalize on that whole 30 than to do a 45 or 60 minutes, which is full of BS. Okay. Yep. So is that most of yours is that the high intensity short interval? Is that like your style or your favorite? That's my style. That's your style. Good. What do some of your classes look like? Can you describe some of them? Uh, a lot of um, body weight exercises, boot camp type of style, uh, functional fitness, you know, range of motion, squats, push-ups, V-ups. We do TRXs, um, bands, balls, kettlebells, of course, um, you know, a lot of functional movement stuff. So it's not just you get underneath a bar and you bench as much as you can, you know. Okay. And you, you said a lot of it's the community involvement, right? And I guess people getting to know each other. What are some of the other community you know, outreach things, or how, how do you create a strong community with your group? Um, the first thing starts with um, who you're bringing in there, the foundation, um, the community atmosphere, the family atmosphere. Like, it's not just me that's going to, you know, be your welcome arms to help you through this. The clients are, the trainers are, they're going to see that. And it should be contagious throughout your whole gym. Yep. So everyone's helping each other, encouraging each other. That That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. the whole thing's about accountability. Community accountability. That's the easiest way to explain it. Community accountability. I like that. 
you know, successful people, they, they have a commitment to executing uh, good habits kind of on a, on a daily basis, right? Um, whether it's working out or whether it's journaling or reading or do you have any habits or kind of rituals that you do uh, that you kind of attribute to your success as a, as a business person? And then I guess there's also this like as the trainer, right? You have kind of two separate roles or. Yeah, you got a couple. I think what I'll do is I put it two different ways. Things that I had to learn how to do and things that I kind of did. All right. So things that I've always done, it's always like working out. So that kind of kept my my head straight. Um, once I started owning a business and, you know, balancing personal life, business life, you know, I got a daughter, things like that. I had to learn how to um, because I'm not the most organized person. So what I had to do is really work in organizing myself, um, getting more sleep. And one thing that really changed the game um, is meditation okay Okay. like i try to meditate first thing in the morning either i'll use like an app or at least i'll set my timer for seven to ten minutes just to kind of go through the day visualize what's going on try to get rid of what the the day happened before if i made a mistake don't beat myself up about it and try to go forward okay um sleep has been the other thing because sometimes you work so hard you don't sleep enough um me personally was going through some medical issues myself, like I had high, I have high blood pressure. Both of my parents have high blood pressure. So one of the things is I had to start running, doing more sustainable cardio, something I hate. Yes, I'm a trainer and I hate to do cardio, but it's helped me mentally too so much because it's something that I thought I couldn't do and do it consistently. And now I capitalize and I did well with it. So that's a little competitive edge in me. Yep. Uh, for, for meditation, what, what app do you use? Do you know? Uh, the calming app. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then also audible has a couple things I use too. Yep. And little affirmation things I may do too. Yeah. The, uh, learning how to meditate is definitely a challenge. I've tried a number of times. It's just that quiet in your brain and just trying to not think right. Or, or get clear, have clarity. Um, I think those apps start sometimes help. Yeah. You got to start small. Like if you think every day you're going to get, excuse me, you think you're going to get 30 minutes in, you're not. So if you can get somewhere between five and 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 was my, 10 was my goal when I started. Yeah. Um, I'm usually seven to 10. Seven to 10 is a good number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard of the miracle morning? Sounds familiar. But so not it's, a, it's a book. Um, how Elroyd is the, uh, the author. So he goes through these kind of seven, six or seven steps. And uh, the first step is, um, is silence. So it was, it was meditation, five to 10 minutes of meditation the second step is affirmations. So you go through these kind of affirmations, these positive statements, right? The third is uh, visual, visualizations. Mm-hmm. So kind of you going through visualizing, kind of here are my goals. This is what I'm trying to achieve. The fourth is then uh, exercise. So in the morning you're spending 10 minutes or whatever, kind of just getting your heart rate kind of going, doing push-ups or stretching, yoga, whatever. The next is, is writing. So in a journal, kind of going through your thoughts, your challenges, um, your goals for the day. And then the last, uh, is, is reading. And so then, you know, I'm trying to find 10, 10 minutes at least to kind of go through and read, read some things that, you know, get you thinking. So, and he, he kind of took, you know, all these other recommendations from a bunch of people and then put it all into one, uh, six or seven step process. So it's a pretty good book. It sounds like you're already doing kind of a lot of it. So it might be worth checking out. Well, that's definitely one of the things that I got into later in life is to reading more. Um, I do a lot of audiobooks and, 
you know, people that I admire with their work ethics. I kind of just, you know, read their books and try to figure out things because I kind of try to address my weaknesses and try to at least make them, you know, in the middle <laughs> if they're weak. So yeah. that's what I tend to do. What are some of the books you're reading now or recommendations you have, depending on what you're looking for? Um, it, there's a there's a few. Like, definitely I like uh, David Goggins' books. I like that. Uh, Tools of Titan. Uh, shoot, man, I read a lot. I can go on and on and on. Tools of Titan, what's, what's that about? Um, just looking at, like, there's different, there's different books on it. Um, it's kind of hard for me just to explain, but it just looks at different business things and how to put it in the modern day versus where it came from. It's, it's, it's kind of deep. <laughs> Tools of Titan. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah. check that. It's, it's pretty it's, good. It's kind of deep. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. good. It's cool, definitely yeah. something up your alley. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll check that out. I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for good book recommendations. What, um, kind of what's next? Where do you see your kind of business going? Where do you want to take it? Um, I really don't see me having multiple sites, but kind of to piggyback on what you just said, you know, maybe try to capitalize more on this remote training, more on this um, stuff outside of the brick and mortar, um, and just trying to take it to a next level with maybe nutrition and things like that. That's where I see the business going. Cause it looks like, you know, <clears throat> you, you can literally, this brick and mortar can be taken away from us at any given time. So, you know, you have to be able to have the zoom stuff. You got to be able to have maybe some libraries of workouts and stuff like that. Cause people um, may not physically feel comfortable or can go in there without these mandates. So that's definitely the next level to be able to run the business remotely. And you yeah. just put all your pieces physically at the gym to run itself. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's great. What do you do now in terms of nutrition? Do you, um, do you have a program for that or is it something you're looking to add? Um, we do it now. We add it with our 21 day challenge and our six week challenges. Um, and of course the people that, you know, are like our consistent clients, we give people a library of different, um, you know, calories, like we'll have 13, 15 and 1800 calorie meal plans that are basically, I want to call cookie cutter, but they're, we could do them like that, but then we can also customize them too as well. Do you have a certain person may have allergies or their gluten have issues or, they don't like shellfish, whatever. Okay. Do, do you have a, any of the certain uh, ones you kind of recommend or is your own thing? I know, I don't know, big paleo or keto and all these different terms. Um, it's just kind those? of like our old thing. Um, I've tried keto. Keto's okay. It all depends. Like my girlfriend, she has a gluten mm. issue. Yeah. So she watches that. So like, you know, I have some people that are straight vegetarians or vegans, you know, it, 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 what fits it, whatever fits you like, you know, keto didn't work for me because I have high blood pressure. All that meat was a lot for me. <laughs> yep. I couldn't have all that, even though yeah. I, I love red meat, dead animal on a plate, as I call it. So you, you have to do what's also healthy for you and how your body responds to it. Okay. What's your diet like now? Um, definitely high protein, um, drink a lot of water, uh, try to eat at least three to four meals a day with snacks in between a lot of fruits and veggies and, uh, things like that. Yes. I cheat, try to cheat on the weekends, you know? Yep. What do you think people's, um, someone on a diet and having struggling it kind of what's, what's, what's your initial advice of, of how to get them kind of on the, on the right path? Well, usually there's a mental block somewhere and you have to find out what it is. Um, and some people could be as big as 
weirdly in their head, they just don't think they're worth, you know, taking care of themselves. And they're going back to the whole thing of putting themselves first. And then they also have to understand that you got to sometimes take baby steps before you take these big steps. Um, going to what we talked about yep. before the short term goals, um, you know, just do little things at a time. Um, like I tell people, um, that's fine to look at the scale, but let's look at these nine scale victories first. And let's talk about that first before we talk about, okay, at the end of the week, I want to know how much weight I lost. Or at the end of the three weeks, I want to know, it. no, did you finish yeah. a class? You've never been able to finish a class. Did you drink enough water throughout the day? Did you actually follow your meal plan all day? Okay. Did you get your walk in today that she was supposed to? Did you walk away from those donuts at work? <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's all those small scale victories. They all add yep. up right, to, right. to a larger reward. Uh, and there sometimes that's the biggest challenge. You know, you, you want, we want immediate reward, right? We want that five pounds. Everybody but, does. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's like this, this linear or this exponential scale where there's like no progress in the beginning, but then you start getting compound returns and right. uh, then you're getting the real good payoffs and you're feeling better about yourself uh, as well. I know when I tried to, for a while, I, I stopped eating sugar at all and like, you know, you, you like crave it in the beginning and, but then eventually <laughs> I stopped eating it and it's like you, you stop, you know, I, I didn't right. even, I didn't even want it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when I had something, I felt terrible afterwards, like that night I couldn't sleep at all. So it's, it's kind of amazing right. that you think I can't live without, I don't know, Snapple yeah. I had or ginger ale or whatever the like sugary drink is, but then eventually you don't crave it. And then eventually it makes you feel terrible. So. Yep. Without your body telling you something. Cause we do like what we call an elimination phase and especially women, you know, as they get older, hormonal, uh, perimenopausal, menopausal, what we do is each week we take away something. Could be bread, could be gluten, wine, which freaks them all out. Um, <laughs> certain amount of carbs. And then I'd ask them, I say, okay, write down in your journal, tell me how you feel. Then we give it back to them to see how they, they feel. A lot of times they'll tell us about mood swings or something like that. I say, hey, guess what? you probably got an allergy. Mm. You know, they're surprised. It really messes them up. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and, and to track it into in that journal, right? And write those thoughts because then you can go back and reflect on it later to see, you know, how did I feel and then find out what the correlations yep. are. Sometimes we forget things, you know, whether it's a day or a week ago. So I think that's the power of that part of that, that morning process is the, the journaling. So you can kind of get your thoughts on this paper and then you also have a record of it to kind of go back and see what you're thinking and acting. And yeah, it's great. Your, your body tells you a lot of stuff. That's the whole thing. The body is telling you stuff for a reason. You know, that's why it does these little things. It may not be as direct as you think it is, but it's telling you stuff, you know? Yep. And, and you take those as this call to action, right? To, to determine what you got to change, what yep. you got to do. Take action. That's great. What, um, where can listeners connect further with you if they're interested in either learning from you, getting coaching one-on-one, sign up for your virtual. You know, you go to our website, which is agangfitandperform.com. That's our website. Um, we also do a lot of things on Facebook. Um, it's just A Game Fitness and Performance. Instagram, same thing, A Game Fitness and um, um, Performance. And uh, we're, we're, late, we're uh, located in Flower Town, 825 Bethlehem Pike, um, right across here from the movie tavern. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yep. So awesome. Cool. I thank uh, thank you for coming on today and, and sharing, you know, lots of lots of great advice here and uh really right. appreciate it. Well, hopefully this helped you out with some stuff. Cool. Thanks, Aaron. You have a good one. 
I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Business with Beers. My goal with every episode is to help inspire you to reach new levels of success in your own business and life. So start taking action today. And in order to help this podcast reach more people, please rate, review, and share. To connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, check out the links in the show notes. And until next time, have a great day.